Welcome to Spread the Word, a podcast brought to you by Bayes. Our mission is to interview and share perspectives on gender to our community. You're here with Audrey, Sydney, Ahana, Isha, Liz, Serena, and Erin. Today we're here with Shazad and we're going to be talking about sex and gender. Okay, so the first question that we have prepared is how do you view sex and gender and how do you perceive these differences? So... I believe that sex and gender are inherently different things. So in the past, sex and gender have been used interchangeably. However, the distinction between sex and gender in modern science and academia is clear as of right now. Um, sex refers to the biological attributes of animals and humans, for instance, chromosomes, physical features like genitals, hormones, and anatomy. However, gender refers to the socially constructed roles which determine and are partially determined by behavior and expression. So examples include like the two-spirit identity found in a lot of Native American cultures, as well as the hijra in India. Um, so the next question is, how did your background affect these views, such as your family, culture, and other personal experiences? Yeah, so um, I come from an Indian American family, also a Muslim family. So um, generally, our, like, our community's beliefs are pretty conservative. So um, sex and gender are kind of not thought of as very different and it isn't acknowledged that um anyone can be like um trans or that someone could be non-binary those are like um elements of this topic which are just not found in like or like not discussed within my community so i was initially very ignorant about these topics however after like uh becoming part of the IMSA campus and being introduced to a lot of like new ideas, I was able to learn a lot about like just um, like sex and gender relations. So um, how do you think you're, you kind of educated yourself and started that path? Um, well, the first time I heard about trans people, it was like, um, I was like, I was just a little confused, right? Because trans inherently being a medical term is confusing for like the average American right especially a child it's like for any of us like conceptualizing the idea of being trans is a difficult topic the first time we come into contact with it so I immediately just wanted to do research and through my research I learned a lot okay so how do you think these differences affect different communities um so I believe that in a lot of community, well, as I said before, gender is a social construct. So the idea of gender in various cultures is different. For instance, in Western culture, I'm primarily talking about like West Europe, um, Western Europe, then Canada, United States, Austria, and New Zealand. They all believe, um, at least right now, that there are only two genders, male and female. However, virtually across every society, there is some sort of not, so, excuse me, not male, female, man or woman, um, in terms of gender. However, in certain societies, like I explained in India and in a lot of Native American societies, there are other genders as well. 
You've probably heard be, um, about the J.K. Rowling um, controversy. I'm just going to give a rundown of th what that kind of was. So um, J.K. Rowling, the author, basically um, tweeted some pretty controversial things uh, regarding sex and gender and kind of the differences. Um, so a lot of people found those tweets kind of offensive, um, especially to those communities. Um, so the tweets read, if sex isn't real, there's no same-sex attraction. If sex isn't real, the lived re reality of women globally, globally is erased. I know and love trans people, but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. It isn't hateful. It isn't hate to speak the truth. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my opinion on this is nothing of what J.K. Rowling said semantically was transphobic. However, I could basically compare to her statements to when neo-Nazis say race is real. Sure, no one would disagree the fact that race as a concept or as an idea exists. However, pragmatically, neo-Nazis, when saying race is real, are not arguing that race as a construct is a thing. Their argument is that there are distinct and concrete racial differences in terms of abilities such as intelligence, and therefore some races are better than others. Similarly, never does J.K. Rowling directly say trans women are not women or trans men are not men. However, she's um, just as like neo-Nazis in a public forum would never say white people are inherently superior to black people, obviously with the exception of few. Um, rather, J.K. Rowling hints at the fact that trans people are erasing the lived reality of biological females saying like, I just believe sex is real or we all used to agree on the definition of womanhood. The difference between the semantic and pragmatic meaning of a statement is extremely significant. When J.K. Rowling, who was absolutely like would be considered a trans-exclusionary radical feminist, says, I believe in the importance of biological sex, the pragmatic meaning of what she is saying is that she believes sex determines gender. No activist or the broad community of whom she is criticized has ever denied the existence of sex or said that sex is not important in general. However, trans activists only say sex is not important when discussing transgenderism, and this is absolutely correct. Pragmatically, J.K. Rowling is arguing against the fact that sex is not a part of someone's gender identification, and this is where the problem arises. Saying that sex determines gender is transphobic, as by that definition, no trans woman, trans man, or non-binary person is ever going to be recognized as their identity. And the invalidation of their identity is the primary cause of the high suicidality in the trans community. So quite literally, JK Rowling is perpetuating ideals and rhetoric, which reinforces ideas that literally result in the deaths of trans people, which is why I personally believe her comments are very transphobic, especially because of her huge audience. Yeah, I agree. And then also, I think after coming out of that, she also didn't apologize. She kind of just kept reinforcing what she was saying as if it wasn't offensive to any community. So I definitely agree with that. Um, just as an additional question, kind of just for your opinion, um, she also said, she commented on a different article um, saying, uh, the article said, creating a more equal post-COVID-19 world for people who menstruate. And then her uh, tweets following oh. that made, yeah, made kind of a joke saying, oh, woman, like, going around mocking that why didn't they say women instead so why do you think that was kind of controversial yeah as like no normal person when trying to refer to women would say people who menstruate it's pretty clear and especially given her past tweets and past like um discussions about transgenderism that she is trying to exclude trans women and like although 
um, probably not intentionally, she is also including trans men within that narrative because they are biolo biologically women. So they also menstruate, which is like, you're, you're like invalidating both identities. Do you have any other comments you'd like to make regarding sex and gender or anything else you'd like um, to yeah, inform us? So, um, uh, I know in American society, we still believe that sex is binary and that gender is not a social construct. However, I think this is really a dangerous take because, well, one, it's just not factual, and two, it does perpetuate ideals which harm the trans community. So, um, in regards to sex not being binary, there is a term um, in medicine called intersex, and this basically disproves the idea that sex is binary. So, intersex basically means, or describes an individual with an anatomical or physiological anomaly within the human species, which isn't a bad thing, it's just saying that it's not conventional male or female. Um, so, this um, like results in chromosomal, gonadal, and physiological differences in genitalia, which directly affect the, gen the sex of someone. So we're not talking about secondary sex characteristics, which don't actually determine sex, but are rather um, seen um, when looking at the sex differences between male and female. These are um, first-degree sex differences, which determine the sex of an individual. Given the fact that intersex people have those variety of chromosomal differences differentiating the imagined male-female binary, such as X, XO, or XXY, sex is just not binary. So then, um, in terms of gender being a social construct, biologists and psychologists, we can, for instance, look at the American Psychological Association. Um, they have um, talked about how um, previous science has uh, conflated both the terms sex and gender. However, they have now discovered through sociocultural psychology that there is nothing inherent about gender. Yes, gender is influenced by sex. Absolutely. No one would, like, argue that. At least people who, like, are arguing that gender is a social construct. Um, we acknowledge that there are there are certainly secondary sex characteristics which influence how we perceive gender. That is why in every society there has been a male and a female. Um, so, excuse me, man or a woman. Um, so we acknowledge that a lot of secondary sex characteristics can and the behavior which is usually um, distinct between male or female causes gender differences and like um, gender being a construct within each society. However, it is not the determining factor at all. Thank you very much for that information. Um, Audrey, do you have any other questions? Um, I think that was all. Yeah. yeah. So thank you very much for joining us yeah, today. Do you have any other questions? No, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. That's all we have for you today, and if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow us for future episodes and keep up with us on Instagram and YouTube at Beos underscore Emsa. Until next time, spread the word.